Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Revving the Word. My name is Elisa Keaton. We are going to do an interval workout today or move our body. No matter what you're doing, doesn't matter. Hiking, biking, running, mowing the lawn, doing dishes, driving to work. We're going to be on and off in terms of our acceleration and our effort. It's always an invitation. You do not have to do any of that. So please keep that in mind. We're going to be... We're going to be talking today about uh, when love doesn't look loving. Hmm. We're actually going to be thinking of it not from us to others, but from God to us. You know I do the hard things with you guys, right? You know, <laughs> you know that this is, I'm not a dessert dispenser. I want you to do hard things. I want you to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're going to just press into it today with God's word. You'll move your body while you do it. Because we have found here at Revelation Wellness that that's something happens when we do that. Check us out at our website at revelationwellness.org. This is an extension of RevWell TV. For $10 a month, I can come into your home, kind of, <laughs> by video, and we can do all sorts of other uh, wor workouts and modalities of movement. I'm actually going to head to the uh, studio today and do a a rolling video, so you know, myofascial release, because our muscles need to be released. You cannot continue to do one vein of energy of give, 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 give without giving back. And that's just, it's, it's the whole gospel to me is very much like our, our bodies and how they're designed to thrive and work. So I'm gonna have a, uh, I'm gonna do a video over there for people that have rollers. If you've never heard of it, you would learn all about it and the benefits of it and how worth it it is to care for our bodies that way. And of course, for us, everything we do is centered on knowing God more, knowing how loved we are by Him. When you know, when you know Him, you will love Him and then you will trust Him. Amen? He's, he's just, He's irresistible. You will love Him the more you know Him and then you trust. Sometimes God asks us to just trust when we don't know what he's doing, but we always can know his character and his nature. And that's what we're going to do more of that today in this podcast. Our instructor training is coming up. We need you. The world, the fitness world needs you. Community needs you. There are people that will not do this until you decide to lead. If you feel that pull, you feel that tension, just jump in. That's an uncomfortable place. That's a good cue. Pay attention to that and check out uh, becoming an instructor. It can look like anything. Who knew I could do this on a podcast? It really is getting yourself um, loving God, getting healthy, being whole, and loving others in a holistic gospel kind of way because that's contagious. Then others will want to do that. So head on over to the website and check that out. So much good stuff going on. We're excited to go further with you. All right, so right now, you're just moving your body. You're somewhere between one being laying in bed, 10 being, I, I can't breathe, Elisa. Um, this is terribly hard and unsustainable. <laughs> right now, you're about a four or a five, and that is all you need to know. I think you're ready to go. Hey, one more thing. Do me a favor. Will you review this podcast? That would just be a gift to me, such a gift. I go in and read those, and what it does, it really does help the podcast to be found. 
helps us. It's your way of spreading the, the good news too. So if you could do that, that would be lovely. All right, let's get going. Moving your feet, lifting the corners of your mouth, being hopeful, expectant on nothing else but God, everyone, but God. Because everything else hmm, tends to let you down, doesn't it? All right, we get going playing the music in three, two, one. All right. Oh, this song. I cannot help but hear this song and see Napoleon Dynamite. Anyone else? <laughs> One of my favorite people in all of cinema. He's just weird. And we're all a little weird here. And I love that. I love your weird. I want you to embrace your weird. Please, the world needs your weird. Alright, nice easy foot stroke. Nice and easy. You're not trying. You're not, don't let your flesh bully you. Relax your shoulders. Maybe shake out your hands a little bit. I want, right now, before I even read God's word, I want you to have a, something you're grateful for. Go, something you're grateful for. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna tell you what I'm grateful for. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's my wedding anniversary. 19 years. Oh my gosh. So when you're hearing this, it'll probably be a little bit later, but seriously, that is a miracle in itself. I am grateful. God is real. Can I ask you to do that? Something in your life that you can remember right now that reminds you that God is real. Go. What's that? Nobody could convince you otherwise. You're not smart enough to figure that out. You're not kind enough. <laughs> You're not, you can't endure that much. But God. Amen. All right. See, having a grateful heart before you read through God's word, it just makes, it's like the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. <laughs> All right, here we go. When love, when love doesn't seem loving, when it doesn't appear like love, because friends, we're going to need this kind of wherewithal for the days ahead. We're living in a world that says, be kind, love me, love me, love me, only do kind things, don't talk about hard stuff, don't do hard. <laughs> oh, but what if we can swallow the hard things and actually look forward to them because we know love is strong, it's firm, just as it is gentle. Jesus' words in John 12, 24. Remember, Jesus often says things that we're like, what? Here we go. These are red letter words. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. 
I'm gonna read that one more time and then I'm gonna jump to another verse only because there's something about this scripture that Jesus, the context of what he's, that he's addressing, he's addressing here some of the Greeks who were in, around him and, and they were asking to see Jesus. And Jesus said that his hour has come now for him to be glorified. Like, it's not time anymore. Like, he is now getting ready for his own crucifixion. And so he's referring to his crucifixion by saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So, you see two times there, the word dies. If you don't die, you remain alone. But if there's this death, and you know the podcast we did a while back, Death to Self. But if there's a death in you, there will be fruit produced through you. And say, that doesn't seem very loving. Like, come on, Jesus, why not just talk to the Greeks? Just go do, go do another magic show. Keep the people happy. Jesus says, no, no more. The hour's come. This thing's getting real. Death. So that you will no longer be alone. Because if you don't die, if you don't die to some thinking, you remain alone. If you don't die to some habits, if you don't die to some, really I believe it's in the mind first, then you just kind of stay there. All right, you ready? Here's what I need, 20 seconds. You're gonna go up to a 70. 70% effort on scale of one to 10, a seven. Get ready, set, go. Right now, just a seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. You should be ah, starting to feel your breath. Another 10 seconds. Now, five seconds. You're going to go up to a nine. 90%. Go for 20 seconds. A nine. Come on. Not all that effort, but it's right under it. Hang on. Two, one, now go to an eight D. Eight, 80, an eight. You gotta know your body, even subtly know it. Eight, six, five, eight. 70%, 70%, it will feel like an active recovery. We go again in four, three, 90%, go, 
come on. Unless it falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. What has to die? Five, four, three, two. Good. Come back to it. 80%. 80%. So your race space. You could hold this, but it's work. Four, three, two, 70 or seven on a scale of one to 10. You still can feel your breath. You're not giving up, you're not resting. You're not recovering in a true recovery. 90, go. Last one, this is it. 90. You could give me a razor's edge more. Ah, and you feel the lactic acid. Three, two. Good job, hold back. Well done. Nice. I want you to hold on a scale of one to 10 and eight for this entire song. An eight. All right, so Jesus is talking about his death. And if we're gonna talk about death, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Lazarus. The story of Lazarus. It's Jesus saying the way to life is through death. Everyone say that out loud. I'm gonna get my life, my life by dying. Say it. I'm gonna be living because I'm dying. Guys, this is it. I got no other message for you. I have no other reason to train you than this. When I've got a problem with someone else, I got a problem in me. Say it. <laughs> when I got a problem with God, I got a problem in me. When I got a problem with other people, there's a problem with me. Because he's the answer. His death finished it. It's a finished work. It's finished, finished is finished. Not, there's a few more things I'd like to do. There's a few more teachings. But absolutely, given the time, the generation, or the era that each, each people live in, it's like we have to relearn it. Relearn this death life. But let's look at how Jesus loves Lazarus. Just a chapter back. A message is sent to Jesus about, about Lazarus. It's saying Lazarus is ill. Lazarus, the woman, the woman's brother who anointed you with her perfume and washed your feet with her hair, her brother is ill. And when Jesus here heard this, this is what he said. This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Verse 5. Now listen to this. This is crazy. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. 
so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. What? Wait, let me read. Did I read that wrong? <laughs> now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. There you go, friends. Can you deal with that? <laughs> it's this tension, this place where like, God, when are you gonna do this? Why do you leave me with this? I'm dying, I'm losing here. You know what the Lord would say? Yeah, you are. I know, sweet baby, I know, I know my son. Hang on. Hang on. Now, did you know, now I have a wilderness first responder uh, certification. Basically, it's above a first aid, below an EMT, and it's for when we take people across the Grand Canyon every year. Have to be able to be ready for anything that comes up physically with people. Anything from uh, an, a, a cut, an avulsion, a cut, a small cut, to death. The first thing we are to do when someone is in duress, is in kind of shock, hurting, is we're to let them know that we're here, we're with them. You, you kind of stabilize the environment with calm. It's gonna be okay, right? Who shows up on a trauma scene and says, this is gonna be terrible? <laughs> no, the trained professionals are trained to bring it down, de-escalate the situation. It's our flesh just goes, I can't take this. I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. I really want what I want. Why can't I get what I want? Good, this next song, bring it back to a 70. Make it kinder. Some of you are tempted to burn the calories. Don't do that. Come on, take it down so you can hear these words. 70, scale of one to 10 is seven. There's room for you. So here's what the first thing is a first responder, someone that de-escalates the death possibly, is you would get eye contact. Eye contact. Smile, look at them, it's gonna be okay. Whew. And even though it feels like, God, where are you? How come you're taking, how come you're not coming right now? And remember, I don't know, I don't have to know how God does something to know why he does it. His how is his right. And his why are his promises to me. That he is binding up my broken heart. He's giving me eyes to see. He's giving me legs to run. 
He's given me a heart made whole. And it comes through death. Death of my rights, of my expectations of what or how God should do it. Listen, you always keep your expectations of his why. Let go and die to everything else. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sisters and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed. Now the sentence before, he just made the statement, this will not end in death. Meaning, the end. The word actually means a finalized separation. Nope. We once were that. That's who we were pre-Christ. We were all dead and separated from the love of God but no longer. So now, that's why Paul can say, death, where's your sting? I never die again. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Oh, come on. He loves you. He's letting this thing run its course. Let it run. Because it won't end in death. It won't end in fade to black. It won't say that right now. Make the declaration. Use your mouth. This will not end. All things made new all things first you and him remember because he can't get to others unless he can get to you first and as a first responder I am most interested in the person right there in front of me hurting everyone we're gonna do Tabata's 22nd all-out effort go 20 seconds come on come on then you're gonna get a 10 second recover all out come on don't think three two one 10 seconds recover you're going again for 20 seconds. Three, two, go. It should start to fade uh, about 10 seconds in because it's not sustainable. Four, three, two, one. Pull back. 10 seconds. Come on, go. It's two days longer. 
just two days longer beyond what you think you can bear. Lean in. Stick your tongue out. Ha ha. Recover. 10 seconds. Boast in your weakness. Don't you dare do this. Go in your own strength. Put your wings on your back and the fire into your feet. Look, look how strong he made you. <laughs> Three, two, ten seconds off. Ready? Go. Remember, he promised your dead days are over. But I'm gonna be continuing to take things from you that don't belong in you and it's gonna feel like loss. Stop, 10 second recover. This illness will not lead to death. Go, this illness, this circumstance, this hard place where you wonder, God, where are you? Three, two, one, recover. It won't lead to death. Not the kind that separates you from the love. Because Paul told us there is nothing in all creation, no height, depth, angel, demon, nothing in the past, nothing in the future, that can separate you. You understand? This is your, your uh, elixir of youth. This, the, your death days, where it's completely and utterly hopeless, do not exist anymore. You were a sinner, now you're a saint. And all saints get sanctified. All saints enter the joy of the cross set before them and are willing to sit down at the right hand of the Father when they really would feel like throwing a fit, when they feel like picking a fight. They just say, you know what? I've been there, I've done that. It doesn't get me anywhere. Somewhere, I put some regulations on God, on His how and His when and His what. When I know His why, He loves me. He loves me. He loves me most and first. More than my job. More than my motherhooding. I know. Don't get all mad at me, but it's true. More than he loves you. You're doing. Being a mom, being a wife. He loves you. Just you. And if it was only you, he would have got on the cross for you. You were the joy set before him. You, back having dinner and lunch and breakfast at the family table, where you've always belonged. But the fear of death, the fear of losing, that kept us 
the fear of missing out. That's why the prodigal son says, Father, give me the money now. Because he was convinced that his father was belittling him, squishing him, holding out on him, right? And isn't it interesting that the prodigal son, the rebellious son, thinks he's convinced God's holding out on him, while at the same time, the elder brother, the religious son, the son that never did anything wrong, who played totally by the rules, he too thought God was holding out on him. Come on. Mary and Martha convinced that Jesus was holding out on them because the word got back to them. Jesus isn't coming. He's not in a rush. Could you imagine how offensive, how offended, how hurt they would be by Jesus? Because they're full, they know Jesus, they even, they honor him by saying, go get Jesus, he can fix this. Seven, eight, you choose. Just finish this off. You see that? So we all have this in us. And this is why I get on this bike with you. This is why I show up in your Facebook feed. Because we got work to do. Good works. And if we get stuck convincing ourselves, creating a community of people, convinced that we got to hunker down and play it safe because God is holding out on us or he, that he can't be trusted in any way. If we believe that in any way, we'll create a theology of death. Meaning keep yourself from dying when you're meant to die. Because if you don't, you remain separated from God alone. Unless that wheat, the wheat's a good thing. A kernel of wheat, if you're starving, that kernel of wheat tastes amazing. But you're promised a harvest. So get a shovel, dig deep, go deep, put the seed in the ground, cover it up, pat it, water it, and walk away. And you might be waiting in a season of hunger. You could have, I think of Jacob and Esau when Esau traded his entire inheritance for a bowl of soup just because he was hungry. Instead of keeping his eyes on his father, remembering the words, the promises that he had as a royal heir, an inheritance of much, but he chose the soup. And some of us just eat the grain instead of bearing it and tending for it, even in our hunger. So as Lazarus laid dying, and Jesus held out so that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would be glorified. Come on, he's worth it.
verse 17. Now when Jesus came, because he finally did come, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Last minute, do what you want. Because you're loved by Jesus. Because he loves you. <laughs> Four days. Think about that. I was expecting to read three days, right? Keep going. Keep going. 15 seconds. Go through the applause. Go. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, recover. Recover. Spend our last few minutes together just being kind to you. Be kind, because I know a lot of you, you're all, you're all in the tomb today. Your body's in the tomb. Your circumstances are in the tomb. The physical reality, reality is not truth. Reality is just reality. Truth is higher than reality. So though your reality lays in the tomb, your spirit is alive. And actually, do you ever find, sometimes I'm, the, I'm often the most alive in my spirit when my flesh is being squashed, when my flesh is in pain, I actually find I have the most connection with God. I'm, I'm not doing it perfectly, but I have most access to Him then. That's why if we have everything going for us, we actually run the risk of wandering away from God. This is how things are set up. The flesh opposes the spirit, Galatians 5 says, and the spirit opposes the flesh so that we won't do what we want to do, so that we won't think what we think is right, so that we won't feel and get stuck in our feelings. It's opposing each other so that we get to choose flesh or spirit, trying to figure out what God's doing, when He's doing it, why He's not doing it right now, or remembering He's good. Yes, He seems to be complicated to me sometimes. Because <laughs> my plan makes a lot more sense. Because it's my plan. Who has known the mind of God except the Spirit? But for four days, Lazarus was dead. I was expecting three days, right? Because that would, that would mirror Jesus' death. His time separated from God. And remember, Jesus, once final and for all, separated himself, took all the sin of the world upon him, fully separated from God. You and I, we've never even known this type of separation. We haven't, because we all live under common grace or amazing grace. Common grace is even for those who don't acknowledge God. They still have the grace 
of companionship with others, the grace of a law that fights for them so that they have some rights. Man, we all have this grace that even when we think we're dying, as we're in hard circumstances, we have, it's not that bad. It's not what Jesus felt when he literally was separated. The fullness of death came upon him so that we never, ever, as bad as it is, as dark as it seems, it's not that dark because you cannot extinguish the light of the world. A light that is seen is still a light, but even more, a light that is in me keeps me alive. Even, we call that hope. That's a common grace. Everybody has hope. And it's when we lose hope that we fully begin the place of death. That's why nobody committed suicide that didn't have hope. Hope. So I have to imagine Mary and Martha, as hurt as they were, as hurt as they were by Jesus, and the hope that they had that he would come, the hope that he would fix it, the hope that the pain would stop, the loss, right? Because those are all their hopes. But even Martha and Mary had, were processing in death and mourning and loss. Jesus didn't come. But I have to believe the back of their mind, they still had hope that he would. That just because he said no, it wasn't a denial, it was just a delay. Because he did say, this will not end in death. Say that again. This will not end in death. <laughs> How violent of you. This will not end in death. And when Jesus rolls up into town, Martha is the first to approach him and say, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Now, even that, she's accusing him. She's hurt. And Jesus says, your brother will rise again. And then Martha says, yeah, I know. I know all that resurrection talk, you know, in heaven, but I really want him here now. He didn't, she didn't say that, but I'm sure that's what she felt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather not have lost him. You could have saved him. And then Jesus reminds Martha, Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Those last four words are Jesus's. Do you believe this? Let me ask you that question. 
Do you believe that though you die, you're really living? And that believing in Christ means you never die. Do you see why you're my most favorite people in all the world? Because you're willing to train this. You're willing to go take this at, take him at his word, heart, soul, mind, and strength, all for him. Jesus, as we know in the story of Lazarus, he does raise him from the dead. He goes to him and he tells him, he says, take away the stone. And I love that. Before we can be resurrected, the thing that blocks us, see that as a stronghold, a block, the stones that get in the way of the threshold from life to death, so you're gonna have to roll that away. Take away the stone. He tells the people, take away the stone. I think that's a commission for us as the church to come alongside one another because Jesus could have just moved it himself, show his strength, but he wanted to show the strength in a community, a community of people that were petitioning for the same thing, bring him back. We want him alive. He says, move that stone. And then he commands Lazarus. Well, first he thanks the father. Father, I thank that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me. He's so confident. But I said this on an account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. And then he said in a loud voice, and cried out, Lazarus, come out. He's saying that over you right now. Elisa, come out. Susie, come out. Francie, come out. And then it ends with the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, the people, unbind him and let him go. Another version says, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Take off the grave clothes. Listen, you do not look good in those grave clothes. Go pick up Pick up your party dress. Come on. Put on your armor. Your nobility, royalty, chosen people, peculiar, yes. Because you don't die. That's peculiar. You don't die. Although you die, you live. Death wears your sting. Unless that kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains alone, all by itself, trying to figure it out. 
instead of, you know what? I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna dig deep and I'm gonna crawl into that grave. My old man is going into that grave and my new man is gonna walk about freely with no grave clothes. Cause though I die, I live. Though I'm alone, I have many. Thank you, Father, for your word. Continue to let it go in. Change us throughout this day. God, I pray you would bring the word to mind that we aren't just people that in a momentary need blow our nose on your word and throw it away. God, we ask that it would be the very nourishment and nutrients, macro and micro nutrients for our well-being and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
and mercy tries.